Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Sia Van Wick? First, I'll look at the background of this case, including the timeline of the incident, then offer my analysis. Aspasia Van Wick was born in 2010 and lived with her family in Kennebunk, Maine. She went by the name Sia. In July 2017, not long after her seventh birthday, Sia's father, Eric, took her on a trip to Clementsvale, Nova Scotia, which is about eight hours from her home in Maine. The purpose of the trip was to visit Sia's paternal grandmother, Morgan Van Wick, and her step-grandfather, Douglas Reach. On July 18, Sia spent some time with her grandparents on a farm they owned, On the next day, July 19, Eric took Sia to visit another farm and then visited a nearby lake. After this, they returned to the farm of the grandparents to prepare for dinner. Morgan owned a rescue dog named Biscuit. Sia asked Morgan if she could take Biscuit for a walk around the farm. Morgan told Sia that she could and reminded her that dinner would be ready in a few minutes. This was sometime around 6.30 p.m. Morgan was confident that Sia was safe because she believed that Biscuit would never drift far away from the house. As this was going on, another event was unfolding which would become significant. Across the road, Morgan had a neighbor named Roland Potter. He was 72 years old. Roland's parents had died when he was young. He was raised by his sister. He had a long work history. Since the age of 15, he had worked cutting lumber. At this point, he was retired, but he remained busy running his farm, where he cut hay and raised cattle for beef. Roland had some run-ins with the law. He was convicted for assault in 1993 and was involved in a separate incident where he tried to strike an election volunteer. Moving back to the events on July 19, 2017, not long after Sia took Biscuit for a walk, Roland decided to cut a field he owned, which was across the road from his house. The field was adjacent to Morgan's house. Roland climbed into his 8,000-pound Case IH CX90 tractor and towed a 1,300-pound mower fitted with six blades. One of the main sources for the story was an article written in the Globe and Mail, which initially reported the weight of the tractor as 6,000 tons. That figure was deleted from the article later on. Just to put this in perspective, a Boeing 747 weighs about 200 tons. So this tractor would have weighed as much as 30 Boeing 747s. Either the article was wrong 
where Roland was operating the heaviest tractor on the planet. Based on what I could find out about this particular tractor model, 8,000 pounds, or 4 tons, is about right. It was never stated if it was a two-wheel drive or a four-wheel drive, and that can change the weight a little bit, but 8,000 pounds is pretty close. Mistakes like this happen in articles, but it makes me wonder if the writer had any real knowledge of farm equipment. Even when disregarding this mistake, the article was really not that well written. There were a few items that just were not clear. This is something to keep in mind. Anyway, moving back to the narrative, Roland was on his fourth turn of the field when Eric and Sia arrived at Morgan's residence. Sia started walking Biscuit right after this, as I mentioned. According to Rowan, he was on his sixth turn when he spotted Sia. She was running behind the tractor, waving her arms. Rowan thought that the next time he saw her, he would stop his tractor and confront her. He wanted to make sure that she was off of the field. Rowan did not see her again and assumed that she was no longer on the field. He continued to operate the tractor. At around this time, Douglas Reach was watering fruit trees when he noticed Biscuit walking up the driveway alone. Again, Douglas is Sia's step-grandfather. Morgan Van Wick, her grandmother, also noticed Biscuit. She walked outside of her house and looked around, but did not see her granddaughter. Morgan could see Roland's tractor in the field next to her house, but she didn't worry about it. She figured that Sia might have been with her husband, Douglas. As Roland made his eighth turn on the field, he noticed Sia on the ground with her right leg severed. He stopped his tractor and exited while repeatedly screaming, why was she there? Morgan heard the screaming and ran over toward the tractor. Roland advised her to get Douglas and to call 911. After screaming a few more times, Roland climbed in his tractor and drove back to his house. He poured a glass of whiskey and told his wife that he just killed a kid. Emergency responders arrived and Sia was airlifted to Halifax. Sia Van Wick would die the next day, July 20, 2017. Around 7.30 p.m., a constable found Roland Potter sitting outside his residence holding a glass of whiskey. Rowan said to the constable, I'm the one who killed that little girl. I didn't see her. The constable believed that Rowan was so upset, he told him to put down his glass of whiskey. Rowan explained that he saw a little girl playing in and around the long grass that he was mowing. She was running up behind the tractor. Then she turned and ran back. Rowan said that he was 72 years old and did not want to hurt anyone. The interview with Rowan lasted only six minutes. The constable came to believe that Rowan had not been drinking, and the constable believed him when Rowan stated that he doesn't drink when operating a motor vehicle. The constable indicated that there was nothing to support anything to the contrary. I think one could argue that Rowan having a glass of whiskey in his hand would support something to the contrary. This was not the only clue. Rowan's wife told the police that he started drinking before he operated the tractor. The constable never administered any type of test to determine if Rowan was intoxicated, including a breathalyzer. The constable felt as though the grass in the field was so high that a child could hide from the view of someone sitting in the tractor. The police did not actually climb in the tractor and test that theory. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police concluded that Sia died because she was young 
unsupervised, and in an unfamiliar environment, which was dangerous. The constable wrote in his report, quote, as tragic as the matter is, the incident was a horrible accident that had no clear fault, nor was there anything in the investigation to indicate that Roland Potter had been neglectful. There are no grounds to lay any type of charge against Potter, nor does it serve any purpose, unquote. Sia's mother was unsatisfied with the results of the investigation and hired an attorney. A private investigator started looking into the case and reconstructed the circumstances of the tragedy. He determined that it would be impossible not to notice Sia, even if she had been lying down in the grass. Roland told an investigator who worked for the main private investigator that he observed Sia for two minutes in his rearview mirror, jumping up and down and waving her arms. During his initial conversation with the police, Roland made it seem as though he noticed Sia for just a moment, like it was a quick glance in the mirror. The private investigator, who was a former homicide detective, determined that Roland should have been charged with criminal negligence causing death or dangerous operation of a vehicle causing death. He also believed that Sia's grandmother, Morgan, was criminally negligent because she did not act after realizing her granddaughter was missing. The lawyer for the Van Wick family, who was a former prosecutor, believed that Roland should have been charged with criminal negligence causing death or manslaughter. He did not believe that Morgan was criminally negligent. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? <coughs> or just a horrible accident? <coughs> That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags, because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. The police took a second look at the case and said, quote, any attempted prosecution of any person in relation to the tragic death of Sia Van Wick would not be successful, unquote. Since this tragic incident, Roland has had a number of problems. He increased his drinking activity. He had been charged in connection with several alleged incidents. He allegedly threatened to destroy a neighbor's house with a bulldozer. 
assaulted a family member with an all-terrain vehicle, and threatened to bring an end to his own life, as well as the life of the constable who investigated the tragedy. None of these charges resulted in a conviction. In 2018, Roland Potter was allegedly the victim of an attack. Sia's father, Eric, allegedly punched Roland as they were standing in Roland's driveway. Eric was charged with assault, but the charge was dismissed. In May of 2021, Roland was arrested for assault with a weapon and dangerous driving. This stemmed from a property dispute with his neighbors. Apparently, a teenage boy threw a rock and injured his wife. Roland was operating a backhoe and dropped the bucket just inches away from a woman who was with the teenage boy. A judge acquitted him of all charges, saying that Roland was protecting himself, his wife, and his property. Now moving to my analysis. There is no question that the death of Sia Van Wyck was tragic and preventable. Sia was only seven years old. She was not responsible in any way for what happened. All the weight of responsibility falls on others. In my opinion, two individuals were negligent in this case, Morgan Van Wyck and Roland Potter. Sia never should have been left unsupervised by her grandmother, and Roland should have stopped his tractor upon seeing her in the field. Their negligence was independent of each other. They were not involved in a conspiracy. They each contributed to the tragedy without knowing about the actions of the other. Just because they may have been negligent doesn't mean that their negligence rose to a criminal level. In Nova Scotia, the charge, criminal negligence causing death, contains four elements. A breach of legal duty. The breach must amount to a wanton or reckless disregard for the lives and safety of others. A person died as a result of the breach. And the act or omission constituting the breach caused the person's death. The Supreme Court of Canada has interpreted the phrase wanton or reckless disregard to mean a marked and substantial departure from what a reasonably prudent person would have done in the same circumstances. I'm not sure this really adds a lot of clarity, but that is their interpretation. This brings me to the question, should Morgan or Rowan have been held criminally responsible? I will first look at Morgan, then move to Rowan. Let's take a look at the evidence, both for and against the idea that Morgan Van Wyck should have been held criminally responsible, starting with the inculpatory factors. Morgan was aware that farms can be dangerous places and that her granddaughter was unfamiliar with the workings of a farm. Morgan was aware that her neighbor, Roland Potter, was operating a dangerous piece of machinery in a field adjacent to her property. When Morgan saw Biscuit come back alone, she did not investigate. Rather, she assumed that her granddaughter was safe. This is despite the fact that she initially felt safe with her granddaughter being unsupervised because Biscuit was not known to wander off. So at this point, she knew that the dog was not with her granddaughter, but she still did not investigate. Moving to the exculpatory factors, parents, grandparents, and other people taking care of children often leave them unattended on private property. Morgan may have expected Roland Potter to exhibit due care if her granddaughter wandered onto his property. When considering the evidence, do I think that Morgan Van Wyck was criminally responsible? No, I do not believe that her behavior constituted a marked and substantial departure from what a reasonably prudent person would have done. I think that she was negligent, but not criminally negligent. 
Now, looking at the factors, both for and against the idea that Roland Potter should have been held criminally responsible, starting with the inculpatory factors. Roland's wife said that he had consumed alcohol prior to operating the tractor. Roland said that he noticed Sia running behind his tractor and waving her arms. He told the police he glanced in the mirror, and he told a private investigator that she was visible in the mirror for two minutes. Either way, Roland should have simply stopped his vehicle and investigated. The arrangement of Roland's tractor and mower was offset. The mower was on one side of the tractor. Therefore, the tractor was not running over the area that was just about to get cut by the mower. This means that Roland did not run over Sia with the tractor, but rather only with the mower. Roland should have had a clear view directly in front of the mower blades simply by looking out of the right side of the tractor cab. A private investigator who recreated the circumstances of the incident determined that Sia would have been visible to Roland. She was wearing a pink and orange swimsuit. Right after discovering Sia was mortally wounded, Roland climbed in his tractor and drove home. The first thing he did when he arrived was to drink alcohol. Roland had a history of not getting along well with others. Moving to the exculpatory factors, Roland was operating his tractor on private property. He did not cause Sia to set foot on his property, and there was no expectation that she would. The grass that Roland was cutting could have obscured his view of Sia if she was lying down. A Case IH-CX90 tractor is powered by a Perkins four-stroke turbocharged diesel engine. It is not a particularly quiet vehicle to operate, especially considering that the mower makes noise as well. The noise level is significant for two reasons. One, it demonstrates that Roland would have been unable to hear Sia. And two, it would not normally have occurred to him that a seven-year-old girl would approach something that loud. The police never tested to see if Roland was intoxicated. Drinking after the incident would not make him criminally responsible. If he was a regular consumer of alcohol, it would not be unusual for him to drink in a time of stress. As far as his alcohol consumption prior to operating the tractor, as I mentioned, the article covering this case was not really well written. It appears as though Roland may have had only one drink prior to mowing the grass. Roland Potter appeared to be cutting the field in straight lines, which supports the idea that he was not impaired. When considering all the evidence, do I think that Roland should have been held criminally responsible? I think that he was criminally negligent in reality, but there is no way to prove that beyond a reasonable doubt. The police should have investigated more thoroughly, including reconstructing the incident and testing to determine if Roland was intoxicated. By not stopping his tractor, Roland deviated from what a reasonably prudent person would have done, but it was not a marked or substantial deviation. Moving to the next item, what do I think happened in this case? This is just a theory, my opinion. When Sia was walking Biscuit, he broke away from her and ran near the tractor. She tried to get Roland's attention to help find the dog or to protect the dog. Roland Potter was a cantankerous individual who liked to get his way. He wanted to cut his field that day, and he was not going to be interrupted by a little girl. He saw her in his rearview mirror and just didn't care. He wasn't paying attention to where she was, and she was able to hide in the grass in front of his mower. Now moving to my final thoughts. This is a horrible case for everyone involved, 
that the criminal justice system is not designed to solve every problem. Some tragedies remain in the realm of civil litigation. This case is a reminder that farms are dangerous places, and it's important to always supervise children. What is frightening to an adult may be the object of curiosity to a child. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.